right, folks, welcome to the Market Podcast. On this podcast, we come together to explore the lives of the leading entrepreneurs in all marketplaces. On this podcast, we hear stories of adversities, strategies to succeed, and the routines that work to conquer our challenges in everyday life with your host, Ross Rawson III. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. We got a super special guest. This is actually probably one of my greatest friends, um, you know, and uh, he really is a world changer, um, a remarkable person. Mr. Ben Liu in the house. Um, what I love about Ben Liu um, is his ability to um, be purpose minded. Ben doesn't do things that isn't going to involve what God has told him to do. Um, and he really lives by that. I've watched this man continuously conquer so many challenges. And not only that, though, but build up a business that is so dynamic and is so strong that now I'm watching him do everything that he set out to want to do. He's done everything from build businesses up uh, with you know their marketing, um, from wedding photographer, from wedding videographer, from doing corporate g- gigs across the country, search and rescue uh, missions. I mean, this guy has literally done it all. He's a part of charities. Um, he just he gives. The guy gives, um, and uh, you know I'm going to let him tell a little bit more of his story. Uh, But dude, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, thank you for taking the time. I know we just got done recording his podcast. So hopefully we're not talked out, but I think we can make it work. I think we're going to be all right. Liquid that's got us, you know, going hydrated to say the least. That's right. So thanks for coming on, man. My pleasure, man. Thank you for having me on. Heck yeah. Um, Yeah. Thank you for the kind introduction. (laughs) (laughs) About myself, I am a full-time travel filmmaker. And photographer, I do brand consulting, having helped develop strategies from you know literal startups that are now valued at 100 million plus in their second year, all the way to you know recovering PR and simple email strategies, and really helping brands find the assets mm-hmm. that will actually propel them forward that they can build upon versus chasing trends. Because at the end of the day, you know, trends will go, mm-hmm. and we see it all the time. But finding who the brand is mm. is going to be so much more important, especially then correlating and making that bridge for people is uh, is super key. And I think that's where, really, honestly, I love doing what I do because I get to sit down and pause and actually like get to know people, mm. get to know what they live for and, and what they really burn for, right? I love that, man. And uh, from there, we begin to uncover a whole bunch of things from stories to, to moments and different things like that. You know, I've, okay. I've worked with a few nonprofits that really centered themselves around the foster care system. And so being able to give back and help in tandem, give a voice to these kids as well as these organizations that are, you know, vocalizing for these kids mm. um, is also like a, a phenomenal thing. But that that's always stemmed from first and foremost going, Lord, if I'm going to do videography, if I'm going to do photography full-time, mm-hmm. I'm going to dedicate it to you. So if mm. you go to the left, I'm going to go to the left. Mm. And if you go to the right, I'm going to go to the right. And even if I have to snap my neck back to figure out where you're going, mm. I'm doing it. That's awesome, man. And you really do live by that. So, you know, on this podcast, what I like to do, uh, because, right, you're a leading person in your industry, you're crushing it. Um, and I truly believe you're you're not even at the ground floor. Ben Lou hasn't even got out of bed yet. Okay, and in reference to his success, he is he is going to. I'm not. I, I you're going to see him. You know, casting. You know, Nike commercials. Probably doesn't want to. Filson. That's his brand. Uh, but you know, I truly believe that for you because you set an expectation for yourself. 
you then create the value to deliver what, what it is that you expect from yourself, and then you always go out and get it. But now, where does that come from? And, you know, what I always ask on this show is that, like, you know, yeah, we can go over your why, and I want to know that. But, like, if you're a videographer and photographer, you know, that's listening to this, you know, how did you even get into it? Why, why did you want to do video? Why did you want to do photography? Why did you, because a lot of your story, right? I mean, you, yeah. you come from a family business. Oh yeah. You could have just, you know, took the quote unquote easy route and said, Hey, I'm going to go to mom and pop shop and make a good living. Oh yeah. But you didn't. Oh yeah. Why? Yeah. I mean, so I grew uh, up. What, what's, are you crazy? <laughs> I mean, Probably. I don't think so. I'm just maybe, trying to challenge Maybe. Him. We'll no, see. No. <laughs> I, I grew up in a, I mean, being first off the boat, if you will. Okay. Uh, my parents were pretty keen on having me be successful. So whether that was become the doctor, become the surgeon or lawyer or architect or so on and so forth, it was like, get it and get it done. And then you can, you know, not have to worry about life and not struggle. Mm-hmm. And And so... You know, my parents owned a, a Chinese, Americanized Chinese restaurant, and it was super successful. Like, they were there before, you know, majority of the county was there when it was all farmland. Wow. And so so they, they had okay. great insight to start a Chinese restaurant in That's a place smart. that just was just the fields. Yeah. And, and literally, Macomb County grew around it, and so they've only wow. done really well for themselves. And I mean, when we're talking about the easy path, I'm talking like 10 K profit every single month is what I could have given yeah. myself to. And that's, and that's actual, you know, uh, is it cash flow? Cash flow. Yeah. 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 Um, if, or I guess is cash flow strictly profits or. Well, so yeah, not, not real. Uh, yeah. Yes. So profits yes. Is profit. yeah. yes. Yeah. Okay. Cause your cat, well, yeah. Cash exactly. flow, is, cash flow is your, yeah. Your cash flow is your, uh, overall circulating profit yeah, that yeah, you're yeah. taking that you get to apply to whatever Correct. you want to apply. Yeah yeah. 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 So no, this is just 10 K straight profit. Wow. Which, you know, if you're doing the math, 12 times 10. Yeah. You know, 120 grand. Yeah. Easy living right there. Right. Now that might sound great, but as a kid, I learned hard work and work ethic altogether. And I didn't have friends. I wasn't allowed to like go over to friends places and I wasn't allowed to do a lot of things. I was really Mm -hmm. sheltered. In fact, my parents would always try to send me to like private studies or they would either have me work at the restaurant and just learn under them or work on my cursive and work on, mm. you know, being better with numbers. Like I am not a math Asian by any means. Goodness gracious. Like, I might know the numbers on my camera, but I am not a math Asian. Yes, I did 10 times 12, but come on. Yeah, right. Um, from there, you know, I think growing up and being robbed of a summer vacation, of being robbed of a um, a, a Christmas break, mm. right? Like those things you were always were, working. It was always working. It was always about work and there was never any time for family. And yes, like family time might've looked like maybe having some meals with extended family, but I've only seen things burn mm. where I've seen relationships burn and, and all these other things that it just didn't become worth it. And I remember getting so disappointed with my dad and not even disappointed at my dad, mm. but he had taken me out of travel soccer Actually, not even travel soccer, just your standard mm. like uh, soccer team. Yeah, soccer yeah. program. And I remember, I don't, I don't remember the age, but I remember just like being upset and crying. And he goes, hey, quit that. Quit crying. And I stopped because he told me to. Mm-hmm. But intrinsically, I literally was like, it doesn't feel right. Mm. Not that I want to cry forever. I'm not a crybaby. Yeah. But as I grew up, I realized, no, 
I had genuine reason to be upset because I was lacking community and relationships mm-hmm. and I wanted those things. And so being pulled away from soccer to just focus on studies was like hell, yeah, honestly. Yeah. You know? No, for sure. And you're trying to get some interaction. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And so when it came to, you know, figuring out how I got here, it was in strides. You know, I, I eventually went to, uh, a seminary school right out of high school. Okay. I, I literally thought, I took AP chemistry, destroyed chemistry initially, got into AP chemistry, and I remember my AP chemistry teacher go, everything you thought you knew about chemistry is a lie. In fact, it's all inverse. And I was like, or reverse of what you actually thought it was. And I was like, nope. I literally was thinking in high school as a senior that I was going to just go be a biochemist through U of M or something. Not a clue in the world. That's bless, hilarious. Bless me. I had that's hilarious. Gosh, because knowing you now, that's that's the opposite. Oh my of gosh, I, I don't. I would have been just miserable. <laughs> um, and so I did seminary for a little bit. Was a youth pastor for a while, and then I took on a shop job out in Imlay City, just working within the interiors of uh, Cadillac vehicles, and then switched over to being a uh, physical therapist technician. And there I was like, okay. Like, shop job was good. It got my hands going. I really learned a great work ethic. Um, being a physical therapy tech, I was like, okay, like, hey, there, there's actually a future. Like, I could make $36 an hour eventually. You yeah. Know? Like, you know, I was making a solid, I think, 16 or 18 when I started. So, like, there was only room to grow. Yeah. And, I mean, I was good at it. Like, I had people calling in, and I didn't even intend on it. I literally just had people calling in and going, man, Ben just came and he was a mate, like mm. all these reviews. And so I had a lot of expendable income at the time and I realized all I was doing was working and then practicing enough guitar to play out on weekends. Mm-hmm. And that was it. And I was like, man, let's, let's pick up a camera. I've always thought about picking up a camera, but like during high school, my friends were always like, oh, you should get a point and shoot just because, you know, easier yeah. entry point. Well, I was like, nope, I've got big boy money. Let's buy let's a real, real camera. And yeah. I kid you not, Ross, within my first month, I picked up this massive wedding in Grand Rapids, Michigan, on the other side of the state. And that that was my first month. I was like, what the heck? So I shoot the wedding, decide, you know what? Let's give this a shot because I don't see myself in physical therapy forever. Mm -hmm. And so I quit my job, went up north with a few friends, and attempted to be the Chris Burkhard of photography. <laughs> Love it. And I sucked <laughs> so bad. I've never been camping prior to this. So I just it was miserable. The nights were cold. Like if you know Lake Superior, pictured rocks, yep. you know that it gets cold at night. When that wind kicks, it kicks. Mm-hmm. And in the, you know, in the dead of summer where it's like you've got all those mosquitoes and horse flies, you're like, frick, this is a lot. All my shots were turning out terrible. And I'm like, how did I just shoot a wedding? and not be able to document beautiful landscapes. And yeah. realize, frick, I think I messed up my life. In fact, I recall on the last night of our trip, before we were heading out in the morning, I made dinner, my friends were cleaning up, I walked down to the beach with my camera, and I go, I think I really effed up. I just quit a career. Mm. What have I done? Mm. And as I laid in the sand, I was like, how do I recover from this? You know, I'm only 20, 20, yeah, I think 20 at the time, maybe 21. And um, I'm like, what, what happened? 
And I remember just laying on the beach, hearing the ocean, or hearing Lake Superior do its thing. And I see something shift in the sky. I kind of sit up and I'm like, holy frick, there's no way. And before my very eyes, the northern lights Mm. popped up and I like grabbed my camera and I'm like trying to take a few shots. I took like five or six or seven or eight and realized, nope, I'm just going to enjoy this. Mm. I, you know, laid back down and just watched the Northern lights just shift back and forth and do its dancing and everything of that sort. And my friends eventually came to join me, but I recalled in that moment, I'm like, nope, this is the sign. This is a sign from the Lord that I need to keep going. Mm. And I made a vow to myself from that day forward. I didn't want any more excuses as to why I couldn't document the Northern Lights. And so I worked on it forever. And to the point that I got so proficient, I was being hired out to different states and different cities and for different tourism boards and so on and so forth, that it was super cool, even though I had no clue. Eventually, I got back into ministry and then jumped out to do freelancing and in the midst of freelancing, I obtained this studio that we're recording in now. Love that. I didn't know how I was going to make it happen because I was like, well, I don't know how to find clients. I don't know how to run a business. I don't know X, Y, and Z. Yeah. But I remembered, you know what? The one thing I got to do is just get better. Mm-hmm. Not just personally, but I just myself have to get better at my skill set. That's right. And I got so good that people couldn't ignore me. And from there, I hit a point where I was like, man, like, Photos are cool. Photos are great. Like, you know, I've got, you know, my specific style that I'm still dialing in. Even to this day, I'm still dialing in. Mm -hmm. But I remember laying on the floor here and going, okay, what is going to help set me apart? Mm -hmm. And I thought at first, lighting. So I spent six, seven, eight, nine months working on lighting and having random friends come in and just doing free shoots because I was like, no, I need to really master this. Mm -hmm. To the point where I was like, man, even my photo mentors were like, if we gave you the one tool that you needed and you ran with it. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, cool, now what? And as I pondered on what the next move was, because to be so good, you need you know those 10,000 hours. And I'm like, I'm not cramming 10,000 hours in a moment, but over time, but sure. How do I, how do I capitalize on this? What, what's going on? How do I continue? How do I continue making a living mm-hmm. so that I can then pursue the outdoor travels and things like that? And I had a revelation mm-hmm. back in like, I want to say 20, yeah, 2018. And you actually remember these times. Mm-hmm. I would start doing these Instagram stories before they were huge, before mm-hmm. you, people got paid for reels and yada, yada, yada. And I would do some baller, high quality stories. Because mm-hmm. I realized, I think video is going to be the next big thing. That mm-hmm. photos are still going to have a place. But that video is going to be more dominant in the next coming years. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, doubled down in 2020. And uh, now here we are having, you know, been to Colorado for multiple things, having documented disaster relief of various levels, uh, working on the TRX Ram commercial and different things like that, where I was like, man, like I threw myself into it and I didn't know much. And I still don't know that much compared to my peers, mm-hmm. but I knew the right people and I really decided to humble myself and say, hey, how do I, how do I get better at this? Like, mm-hmm. can you critique my work? Because I'm not seeing, and I'm not getting the results you're getting. Can you help me understand mm-hmm. what's going on? That's awesome, man. Heck yeah. See, that, that's the first time I've actually even heard that story, and I've been friends with him for eight years. It's crazy. 
you know, and maybe just because we're so around each other all the time, we don't go into that crevice of that going that deep. So if you were to, if, if there's an entrepreneur listening right now, you know, he hears your story, maybe he wants to become a photographer, maybe he wants to become a videographer, maybe, you know, he wants to build a marketing company and, or, or whatever with media, right? What would you tell him or her um, that would be the, the first thing or maybe the top three things or whatever to do to go into that occupation the proper way? The if there is way. a proper man, way. first and foremost, if you live in New York, go work at B&H to get those discounts. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or Best Buy if you don't have, you know, if you don't live in New York because those discounts can help. the spot. <laughs> oh, yeah. All day. All day. Um, man, I would say the first thing is get a mentor and rent a space. Figure out how you're going to pay for the space after. But pour all your time into it. And I'm not mm-hmm. talking, oh, I'll put four hours or six hours, like... I spent morning to honestly till like two, three, four, five in the mornings here yeah. in the studio just to dial in my work and begin to contemplate like how do I get better? Mm. Because without your expertise, you know, in, in, in being a photographer or a videographer, it's easy to get pigeonholed mm-hmm. as a lackey with a camera. Yeah. You know, and that's where most people stop and they get frustrated and whichever. But it, it takes an ownership of your first, your creative skill. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, understanding that because you're going into business, you automatically are now a business person. Yeah. You can either be a really great business person or you can be, can a, be a really bad one. Yeah. Terrible business person. That's facts. You know, and that in and of itself, in every single level of being a business person has its own 10,000 hours of mastery, mm. whether it's having the negotiation skills or if it's the customer service or if it's just pitching a project, yeah. those are all little things that you can't just buy into. For sure. You know, like, cause in, in, you know, this game in photos, it's super easy to think, Oh, if I just had this camera, this lens, it'd be cake. Yeah. No, not even close. Not even close. That's just that's just literally the fee to get into the game. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Now you're talking color. Now you're talking mm-hmm. grading. Now you're talking editing. That, yeah. All the things. Absolutely. Like light. I mean, there was a time where you and I would go back and forth. iPhoneography. Like that's it. It's got to be the future. Like hello. <laughs> I know. know for sure. For sure. I think we, we still have that debate because I I'm, think eventually the iPhone's going to just I mean, you're, you're not wrong. There are some photos I've taken on here that I'm like, that's Dang. a banger. Yeah. Hands no, down. For sure. So, okay. Tell me this now. All right. So, because I got two minutes left on this podcast before I jump into my next one. Uh, and I, we'll cut that part out. I'll just wrap it in because I, I would just have a minute. Sorry. No, you're okay. No, this is good stuff. This is good stuff. And, and go as long as you want on this because the first five, five to ten minutes on the uh, this call is like an entry. Like oh, the, yeah. Everyone's waiting for everyone to come on. Um, all right. So, by the way, love what you had to say there, man. I think those are all very practical, right, because it is so impar- important having the business structure and knowing that. Um, for you, because you've been very keen on doing things that you like and knowing what you don't like, where do you see yourself going with this in the next, like, three years? What's your goal? Like, Can I make it five years? If you want to. Fair. Make it five. Make, make it five. five. I can make only five. say That's five. Fine. That's fair. I'll, I'll settle on that one because you were really confident with five. I say five because I've 
come to a point of understanding that I have so much more to offer than just gear and the actual ability. I have the mind, mm-hmm. and one would say the creativity, sure, I just we just kind of toss that to the side for a right. moment. And I know like, hey, you know what? I'm about to completely immerse myself mm-hmm. into a topic that I am going to create a documentary on. Love and that. it's required sacrifices of time and money and finances and all these other things just so that I could even get in. Mm. And that's not in like, oh, I'm in a production company. It's like, no, it's like, if I want to be a good storyteller, because mm-hmm. that's what my heart really cares for, mm. is people and making them known. Mm. I have to be part of the lifestyle that I'm trying to document. Mm-hmm. If I really want that story to thrive, I've got to be living it. And that's something I learned from Chris Burkhardt. Mm-hmm. He was a constant surfer. So he knew the waves and the winds and different things like that. And then he found the most like exotic and wild places to go do things. In fact, some of the most bone-chilling places mm. to do so, yet super, super beautiful. But when you can dive into an area that you want to get into and like, you know, whether it's the outdoor industry for myself or if someone's really vying for, you know, being the next Aaron B hall for, um, vehicles, get into it. Mm -hmm. You know, like for me, I've, every step has always been a place of strategy Mm -hmm. from the things that I buy, the things that I do, the no's that I have to say Mm -hmm. to everything else that all becomes so, uh, inclusive in it right like there is no separation of ben and work because really like Mm. i get to be my work Mm. that's great that's great that's powerful too man you say a lot of good stuff there yeah because you do want to feel like you are your work you don't want to feel like there's a separation there and when you find that niche then you're definitely happy right absolutely heck yeah dude listen love hearing your story um so thankful for our relationship. I mean, man, you are just a blessing to so many people. Um, keep up the great work, brother. And uh, yeah, Ben, I mean, Ben has been my videographer for, gosh, I mean, since I really got into it, right? I mean, we, yeah, we, we used to take photos and stuff together and, and do jobs here and there. But like, ultimately, like my real estate success, uh, Ben's been my guy. I mean, he's helped build that out. So forever grateful, this guy and, and, and his team, you know, immersion culture, man, this, this team behind him, it helps me with my stuff. So uh, it's, it's, it's so good to have you, man. It's so good to be a part of your success and to watch you grow, man. Keep it up. My pleasure. All right. I'll catch y'all. See you guys in the next episode.